heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You know, when you think of some of the great radio voices of all time, you think of a Rush Limbaugh, you think of a Paul Harvey, um, different generations, but the commonality of those two figureheads uh, is that they always had a sense of optimism about the country. I mean, they gave it to you straight. They told you the problems, uh, told us how to deal with the problems. Uh, they weren't afraid to, they, they, they never backed away from controversy or negative stories. They embraced them to get the message out. But now you go back and listen and those programs they did, uh, they always ended it with sort of lifting spirits up or trying to get people to optimistically understand that there's always a path forward. And that is something that is innate in some people. So they're not always just doom and gloom. And I've often always myself subscribed to that process. It's always been my style to leave people with a jump in their step to lift all boats up uh, and to give thanks and praise for our nation and the progress we make as a people in this American experiment. So I got thinking today and looking back at some of this uh, with players like Rush Limbaugh and Paul Harvey, it was a different time. And I, I wondered today as I was looking at all this is how would they relate to today? Like, even in the short time Russia's been gone, we've become pretty much unglued. And looking at the attacks coming at the former president right now and the takedown of him, as we've been talking about in past days, also play to that narrative that we're in some clearly very uncharted waters before. Four indictments and 91 criminal charges against a former president has never been in the uh, vernacular of the American public or our officials. But then, you know, we, we need to decipher through all this because there are so many lies out there. And, you know, I'm thinking about um, the crises we have in this nation right now. And it, it just seems so overwhelming, friends, so incredibly overwhelming. I find myself in past days really challenged to be able to leave the microphone with a positive, with a jump in our step and a positive outlook for our country. And you've, you've probably detected that of me. It, that's not been my style, frankly. And it's something I'm not terribly comfortable with uh, in doing. Truth of the matter is, and maybe this thing just wears on you, this, this politics thing, and maybe it's just too much. And but because there are those days, I think I say, you know, I, I need this like a hole in the head. I mean, I, I'd rather talk about the positive things going on. And when I say positive things going on, you say, well, where are those, Malcolm, exactly? Well, 
it would tell you where they are is that's in the human spirit, the human stories. That's why I did this other series. Uh, some of you probably know the brink of greatness because it was spotlighted and showcasing uh, the human spirit and, and the, the wherewithal of people to be able to dig down for more. And those great human stories, I absolutely love them, you know, and it becomes a brink thinker. It becomes, I call it the brink of greatness because you get to the point of life where you're on the brink and you have to make some very difficult decisions. And when people, human beings typically can make the right decisions for themselves. And to me, those stories become heroes. They become heroic stories for us to embrace and grab onto. And I see them in all walks of life. I love those stories. I really do. And I, I'd love to just do the Brink of Greatness show and flush the rest of this political crap down the toilet because it's you know, it, eat, it eats at you alive. It eats your soul alive. It eats who you are. And yet, somehow or another, for me at least, I have a calling here that puts me in this spot, knowing that it, it was never going to be easy. That, that's not about being easy. But it's a calling that I, I have answered to do this work that I do. I think best way I would say it, there is really no other reason frankly, that I do it. I would rather not have had the call and I would rather not have been in this position of to have to talk about these things, frankly. I, I don't find it uh, terribly enlightening at all. And I don't find it a big source of entertainment for me personally, you know. And I say that because the experts in this business and my radio managers and others when I started this thing reminded me often that Malcolm, it's fine to educate people, but your whole notion of saving the world is not what this radio is about. It's about entertaining people. And that was that was drilled into me from some very successful people in radio that produce some really big talent. And it was said to me, just, you know, keep your saving the sanctimonious, saving the world program for somebody who gives a rat's ass. Uh, listen, we're about entertaining the masses. That's what this business is about. And it was pointed out to me many times, and I had to accept that fact. I didn't like the fact, but I had to accept it. And so I did, which is why you find sometimes these shows go sideways, and they do become a bit humorous. It becomes surreal almost, you know? It's like, you can't even believe sometimes you're talking about this stuff, you know? Uh, but it is about holding people's attention. I mean, that's what radio is all about. And it's the inflection of authenticity and the point of the moment. And the it's a, it's a, it's a business of emotions. You're happy. You're sad. You're, you, something fantastic is happening. You're pissed off. You're whatever it is. It's a human business. It's human emotions that go into radio. Radio is also something, talk radio, that is for smart people. This is the one medium. I could tell you right now. And this doesn't sound nice, but it is a fact. Dumb people don't listen to talk radio. You can be rest well assured. They're not our regular folks that are listening to America Loud talk radio. Absolutely. Or any talk radio for that matter. They just don't. They don't want to be educated. They want to be led. Those are the sheeple who just follow along and turn on the legacy media to see the garbage they're spewing or read the Post or the Times or the Daily Beast or Huffington Post or some of these other garbage-driven publications. And because it's all fed to them. It's all it's, it's the lazy generation of multiple generations. I'm not pointing to any one particular generation, you know. 
but it's just fed to people. And, you know, and if you are lazy and really uneducated and don't have any sense to be able to move yourself forward, that's an easy menu and diet to be on. You know what I mean? You just get fed all the time. Now, Paul Harvey and Rush Limbaugh, they realized this early on, and they knew they were talking to an educated audience, and they would weave the stories accordingly. But I don't think in all fairness, i got to say back to you, we've had some hard times before, my fellow Americans, but we've never had a time like this. And I think about everybody can agree with that. Most people can. But I'm going to prove myself wrong today because I have uh, a particular, at least this particular stooge, which I'll uh, tell you about in a moment, who thinks we're doing fine and dandy in the neighborhood and everything is swell with America and that, you know, we're actually in great shape and everything's going marvelously well. And I guess if you are a Marxist leftist and you're a communist of sorts, or you probably might come up with that conclusion, potentially. But for the vast majority of Americans, the people who bleed red, white, and blue, the people who realized how blessed we are in this nation, who recognize this gift from God that we are born into here or that we've legally immigrated to here. I mean, come on, people, you know? I mean, really. Yeah. You know, we, we see the troubles that we're in. And there are a lot of them. And we'll get into some of them today. Tried not to repeat ourselves because some of the stuff does become reputitious. And I don't want to get to the point where we're on here just spewing the same garbage every day. I, 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 I just I want to keep it real, but it's important to me. I like to break things to be able to fix them again, but I, I don't like the status quo. I don't like complacency. I don't like banging your head against the wall and expecting a different result. I don't like insanity talk. I don't like any of that. That's what I don't want to do. But I think in fairness, Rush and Paul both would, uh, I think they would have a hard, I'm going to say to you, I think they would have a hard time. I mean, they, they might pull it off. They might bite their tongue, but I don't know that they could to the level of what we're seeing right now. And I'm not sure how they could leave you with a positive tone in, in the thought process of saying everything's going to be fine in America today. You know, I end my deal with, you know, uh, it's time to get involved and get loud, America. That's that's my sign-off. It's always been my sign-off. You know, meaning it's a call to action. It's, it's a call for uh, statesmen. It's a call for those patriots to rise to the moment, to the level of the day. And my fellow Americans, we need more of them. I plead with you, we need more of them. We need more of you, and we need more of you and your friends and your associates and others. And we need to break out of these circles. And we need to define who the enemy is. That's the thing I want to point out to you. We're not defining who the enemy is as a people. We're not doing that. And the part of the problem is they're mixed in amongst us. They're part of the fabric of this life that we're involved in, you see? And we're not we're not identifying the enemy. It is, I think, a real problem. I mean, the enemy is, it's within all of the things we talk about every day and a lot of the things, but, you know, and then a lot of the operatives and the people that are status quo, and they may not mean harm to some of them, believe me, but 
they don't, they're not canoe rockers. They're not going to break the system or they're not going to take a risk or a chance of making an ass out of themselves. Not like I would do to save our country or to save or to get a bigger point across. They're not going to do that. They just beat to their own drum and play to their own narrative, you understand. And they become part of the established conversation. You know, that the, the talk and the spew. And, and they see a lot of this. I think these people have a hard time sleeping at night, probably. They see a lot of this going on. But they stay in safe harbor with their talk. And they're not willing to really step out. But you know they have to see what we see. The exception of that is going to be the Marxist left. They have a different idea of what America is. They have a different idea of what today is. They they just don't see it the same way, people. They don't see America as special. They don't see American exceptionalism as a real thing. They don't see that this is the really the, the crossroads of the human spirit. This is what God intended this nation to be. They don't see that. They see something different. Probably a lot of these people are not Christians to begin with. They don't really have a place or point for God in their life, more than likely. That may not be exclusive, all of them, but I think it's a trend. It's a, it's a, it's a big part of that equation of who those people are, is all I'm saying. A lot of them are. They don't have the same faith. They don't have the same soul. They're not seeing it the way we are. I think that's a big point of this. And they're mixed in with a lot of other people. And the reason we're having a bigger takeover today is because it's it's a mix of enemies, evil, that are coming after us. There's so many. It's so much of it. I mean, you can turn the channel, and I'm talking about the channel of life. You could, And that's any channel in your life. You can turn the channel, but it's not going to fix the narrative. It's everywhere in our lives. It has taken over the narrative. It's taken over the water cooler conversation. It's taken over everything. And so I just wonder for a moment what Rush and Paul would say about this, how they would stop and do a broadcast and then stop with a jump in our step. And I try some days. In recent days, there I've had a struggle a few times with doing that, people. I always try to make that a mental point. I say to myself, I say, self, be sure to lead people with a jump, please, and the step that we're still living in the greatest country in the world. We still have this gift from God. We still have a means to fight for our salvation, for liberty and justice for all. I have to tell myself that. I have to remind myself of that often enough. Some days I can pull it off successfully, other days not so much. But now, to dive into a few things, I need to make a point with something right now with you. That You see Mitch McConnell, the Senate minority leader, had another huge freeze moment. This is more than a moment, friends. This is earth-shattering, what I'm sharing with you right now. And if you don't know about this, it just happened here, so you may not know about it. I don't know. You watch the news today, you probably heard it. McConnell's 81 years old, but that's not even the point. Although it is a point. I mean, there are 81 that is a healthy 81 going on 60, and then there is a 81 that is going on 95. You know, Joe Biden at 80 is the same story. 
But then again, so would Diane Feinstein would be and uh, John Fetterman would be. These people are not capable of functioning at a high level. They're Republicans and Democrats alike. And we've seen this play out before. I'll have to tell you in full confession right now, somebody needs to intervene now with the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and he needs to retire immediately. He needs to resign his office, and he needs to depart Washington, D.C. I don't think this is a choice or an option anymore. It's bad. And this last go around, just from watching that exercise and the, in that meeting that he was in in Kentucky, I mean, it beat the first one that happened. And there should be no question in anybody's mind, this man is unfit to serve 100%. And he should be removed at once. It's just the way it is. And there will need to be a new Republican minority leader. And Mitch did his thing. He served. He didn't please all the people all the time. But he did what he did. And there are a lot of people, certainly conservatives, have a lot of beefs with him. But he also did a lot of good things with getting the justices in there, working with Trump when the day was right to work with him. But again, he's not a guy that's going to make a lot of waves. Let's call it what it is. He's going to go along with the establishment because he is part of the establishment to the degree that he is. I mean, he's not totally leftist progressive globalist because he, I mean, I don't buy that for a minute. There's no way he would have put the conservative justices in there and worked with the administration and done some things and raised money. So I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell by any stretch of the imagination, frankly. But there were some high moments there with Trump in office. We have to admit that. We have, I mean, we have to be keep it real. Not everything is exclusive 100%. You know, it's like a lot of people in this business, everything's 100%. There's no gray. You, you suck, you suck, you're great, you're great. I don't think it all is that way, people, in life and in politics, for sure. But I'm here to report to you today that it is time for Mitch McConnell to leave the nest here of Washington, D.C., and he needs to take care of himself and his family and needs to depart. He needs some help. He's not well. There's no doubt in my mind. Now, when he departs Washington in a perfect score, he would have Joe Biden on the same plane with him and drop him off. That would be an ideal two for one we could unload on. And then if they could get, uh, uh, well, Feinstein's not hanging in Washington, neither is Fetterman, but uh, there's another group that uh, they need help as well. Uh, the point is there needs to be some new rules of engagement that I've been talking about for years. Uh, you know, back I remember when Robert Byrd was uh, really senior and was <laughs> was out of it, man. And I remember him leaving uh, in, a, in a wheelchair and an oxygen tank. And basically, I used to jest at that on radio and say, ah, come on, you know, they leave in a wheelchair in an oxygen tank and, uh, you know, a uh, or a casket, you know. But, you know, there, there are different levels of 80 and 90. But at that point, there needs to be a limit and there needs to be a new generation. And, and I think we talked about term limits. We talked about age. Age can be, there's a lot of gray in age because there is really younger people at that age and older people at that age. But the one thing is they need to take a mental uh, acuity test and they need to, um, this needs to be uh, widespread. I mean, th this, needs to, th this needs to be a thing right away. Uh, I'm very serious. 
this this we we can't be taken a chance any further that uh that these people in a position like a McConnell is they need a mental acuity test uh everybody in Washington should have that over a certain age pick the age of whatever it age is I mean I can agree to whatever if it's 75 it's 75 it's 78 it's 78 if it's 80 I'm not sure what age it is is 72 75 78. I, I don't know what everybody would agree to. I just know we need one. We need a mental acuity test for everybody. Republicans, Democrats, independents. Everybody needs to have this done. And that's all I'm saying, people. You know. But anyways, Mitch McConnell needs to uh needs to depart Washington, DC now. And there needs to be a new minority. That's just a fact. It has nothing based on politics or what he's doing or not doing. It has to base the based on the fact that. This is becoming too commonplace right now. And based on what I've seen with my own eyes, you couldn't convince me in a moment that he's okay because he's not okay. He's even worse off at this point, I would say, than Joe Biden. And that's saying some. He's at least at that equal level. I haven't, I mean, Biden's had some weird, awkward, really ridiculous moments. And, and but he's a gaff machine anyway. He was a gaff machine at 40 and 50 years old. He's just an elderly statesman gaffe machine today. And then he has the, the you know, the the mental problems. The, well, he needs the mental acuity test. He's whatever he's got, dementia, Alzheimer's, he's lost his mind. But he never had a mind at 40. So it's even hard to size that up. I mean, the guy is all over the park. But, but now, all kidding aside, you know, he's not fit for the presidency. That's why 70 some odd percent of the country thinks he's too damn old. Of course he's too, it's not that he's even too old. He's just unfit. I mean, it's all of that, but if the mental acuity doesn't hit you, then, you know, something else has to. And we need to really take a look at this in our country. It's time. We really even need term limits and we need a mental acuity test. And we need a lot of other things to be able to clean out the old and bring in the new. You know, that needs to happen as well. So time to do that here in, in our country. Time to uh, freshen things up and change it. But I, I need it's important for you to understand what's going on with Mitch McConnell right now and uh, and, and Joe Biden as well. And uh, all these others, Feinstein, you see how she was in that meeting that uh, where her staff had to jump in. She didn't know what the hell was going on. I mean, how is that for a United States senator to be in office, to be making strategic decisions on our behalf, we the people? And they don't even know what day it is. I mean, they can't even make a decision. And look at all the mishaps that Fetterman has had and whatever that's all about in Pennsylvania. I mean, none of this makes any sense. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why is this happening? Why is it we're so, we're, it's like, it's pitiful what's happening here in this country. And yet nobody can get out of their own way. Nobody can make a decision. Nobody can speak up. Nobody can take the, the bull by the horn here and say, enough. You know, that's why I'm always saying, let's get out of the Capitol steps and make a point. Get the cameras out there and get people to make some decisions. But a lot of these cats don't want to take a stand. They just want to blend in with the woodwork. Some become part of the establishment. Some don't. But they all don't, not everybody wants to take a stand because it's uncomfortable. And that's why Trump stood out so much, because it's he's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And he's a canoe rocker. And he's he's not afraid to do that and do what he thinks is the right thing. 
But that's not a recipe that works well in Washington, D.C., friends. It does not. It never has. It's a self-serving environment of get rich on a very low salary by being bought out, sold out. And really, at the end of the day, selling out your country is what's happening. So there's all of that as well. All right. Now, I want to bring to your attention next something that really should, I, I hope it gets you fired up as much as it did me. And I'm going to tell you a bit more about this, but the title of this one is America's in much better shape than you think. Yeah, take a breath. All right. Now, we still face existential threats to our democracy, but the U.S. is in far stronger than it was before the pandemic. This is a real piece I'm reading to you right now. And I'm going to tell you more about this piece and how much they got wrong, but how much of this they're feeding to the masses and how many people read a piece like this and absolutely believe it and how much they got wrong and why we need to call people like this out for what they are, why that is. We'll do all of that. On AmericaOutloud.news, uh, all great, great things going on back at the platform. Help us share the out loud truth back there on the network, uh, AmericaOutloud.news. I mean, we've got our hands in so many uh, important stories and pieces uh, that are important to our country, important to our health and our well-being and our freedom and our liberty. Uh, and, and that's really where the crossroads are of AmericaOutloud.news. So, so it's a new new address on the website, AmericaOutloud.news, was .com when we launched uh, seven and a half years ago. The .com will still get you there, but this was a big change uh, to put news in our name. Uh, and, uh, and it's an important one. We don't take it lightly. Uh, so I keep reminding you of AmericaOutloud.news. Uh, please let your uh, circle of influence know. Uh, send it to your adversaries as well. Tell them to check out the Out Loud Truth. Uh, we accept all different sides of the conversation here. Really, we do. I'm happy to interview anybody on the other side of the aisle. I don't have a problem with it. I like to bring all voices to the table and have a real, I've always enjoyed that, panel discussions, big conversations. And I think it's where it's where America belongs. It's our diversity of thought and uh, our diversity uh, as a people, our nation. So I, I encourage all of that. I need to point out to you as well, AmericaRotLoud.shop, and we are helping a lot of people there. This is a great, this was a great idea whose time had come, really. And we had so many great relationships with our uh, strategic partners that we had uh, cu these curated uh, partners, if you will, all vetted, all great products, talked about by our medical doctors, our naturopathic doctors, our nurses, all of our great healthcare and health movement people on this platform. We have some of the best products that will help you live a more uh, healthy, fulfilling life. And it, whether that's all you're seeking or whether you're trying to fight long COVID, as millions and millions of people are, or whether you're fighting vaccine injuries, as millions and millions of people are, this is a site to go to. There are some great products on there. Uh, started with Cofix RX. I have a brand new product, a throat spray. So you remember the nasal hygiene for the nose? Do the throat spray is a one-two protocol. Keeps the pathogens and these viruses will kill them if they're in your throat or in your nose, which frankly is how they get into our respiratory tract and wreak havoc with the human body. 
So this Kochlix is something that's is really something special. It's whose time has come. They just released the Kochlix throat spray. I think it's a hell of a combination. And this is a rated top five product for 2023. And, and is drugstore news uh, talked about the povidine iodine that I talk about with Dr. McCullough all the time. You get 25% off when you buy the throat spray with any order, with the nasal hygiene, what have you. It's right there in the shop. You'll see the ad. Outloud25 is the code to use for that, Outloud25. The codes mostly are always out loud here, okay? Also, I'll draw to your attention this healing for the ages. i got to do it for my brother, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Jana Schmidt, Dr. Ed Group. It's amazing. And it's September 8th and 9th. Uh, you can do it virtually or you can travel to Dallas, either one. But you get 10% off if you use the code out loud. Healing for the ages. This is going to be a kick-ass rock fest program, without a doubt, because of the people here. I know a lot of the nurses are going as well on our group. So I encourage you to get there. People always ask me why I don't get to all these things. But I'm typically busy in this studio running America Out Loud is the reason. But we are going to be talking about some public events ahead for the network. I'll be telling you more about that ahead. That's just a tease right there. (laughs) That's just a tease. And I will meet some of you out there when that happens, to be sure. Okay? Uh, So uh, just a tease, but it's a real tease. So healing for the ages. Get that uh, back at AmericaOutloud.shop. Go visit it and do your research on all the great products. We'll tell you more about some of the others later. We'll take a quick pause. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray, with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Well, we join you back here on The Voice of the Nation. It is Malcolm Out Again, the show is 8 p.m. Eastern Time weekdays, friends, as you know, Monday through Friday. On the iHeartRadio Network, all of our apps, and uh, uh, they're marvelous. If you don't have the app, Apple, Android, Alexa, uh, they, they work beautifully, and you can... Listen anytime, 24-7, to America Out Loud Talk Radio. Of course, all the shows go to podcast, all the podcast networks worldwide. You can get us on uh, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, hundreds and hundreds of them. Uh, now, uh, I want to talk now about uh, what I just mentioned to you before the pause. Uh, this piece here from, uh, well, I didn't tell you who it's from yet, but let me read you the title again here. 
America's in much better shape at home and abroad than you probably think. And then the subhead to that is take a breath. And then the tagline, we still face existential threats to our democracy, but the U.S. is far stronger than it was before the pandemic. Now, I see the headline. As soon as I seen I seen the tagline, I didn't know who wrote it initially or what publication it was. But I thought, well, either they know something I don't, or these people are so full of you know what, uh, that this is another propaganda piece of which you and I have been talking about in the last few days. So I went to look to see who wrote it and who it was from. And sure enough, it's from the Daily Beast. <laughs> so I've entitled this one, The Daily Propaganda Beast, which is really indicative of the Marxist media, because that's what we're talking about here. To give you an example here, the writer on this, uh, David Rothkopf here, uh, he is got a media company. Uh, he well, he has a series of books, and I surely don't want to promote any of them. One of them is called Traitor, A History of Betraying America from Benedict Arnold to Donald Trump. Uh, some of his other interesting articles he's written for The Beast uh, is 11 Wild Things That Could Happen in the 2024 Election. Trump Must Go to Jail If Convicted. It's Time to Give Kamala Harris Her Due. Uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia's proposed deal is no sure thing. Trump losing court won't save the U.S. democracy. This is the end of the U.S.-Israel special relationship. Huh. I mean, this is the level of, you know, talking here. Here's why Americans should care about the NATO summit. It goes on and on and on. I mean, this is the kind of uh, filth that this guy talks about, to give you an example of this. But the bigger point is, friends, that this is the kind of propaganda that probably, oh, well, maybe as much as 40% of the population, surely 30%, not only read it, but they, but they digest it uh, in their minds and their souls. And they, they really begin to believe this garbage uh, from the legacy media and from these uh, crazy uh, publications that we're talking about here. Um, so I want to dissect this a little bit with you. Follow me. This is really interesting stuff here. This is rich. And also, I'm, I'm going to have join me on here uh, for this part of the program. Ilana Friedman will join me as well through this. And I want to get her take on some of the stuff. Maybe I looked at this incorrect. And maybe she'll tell me that, uh, you know, I'm wrong, uh, potentially. So let, let's, let's look at this. So what if America is actually going to be all right after all? What if, in fact, it turns out we are living in a moment of not just American resilience, but of resurgence? What if? Uh, what if, as has happened so often in American history, when confronted by great challenges, we are emerging stronger, uh, confounding expectations? Now, if this guy had a big idea and I read that, maybe I would think he's onto something and I'm all for it. Put me in the fight and I'm ready to go. If, if it's about bleeding red, white and blue and it's a, a call for patriotism and saving our country, our country I'm all, all right. Sign me up, man. You know, it's all right. I mean, listen, I never held the next guy back if he has a great idea. No problem. He says, think where we were on January 6, 21. Our democracy was on the ropes. Our president had betrayed the country. For the first time in our history, we failed to have a peaceful transfer of power. 
The movement led by Donald Trump fed on the worst flaws in our national character, the racism, sexism, hyper-nationalism, and greed that has so often tormented us in the preceding two and a half centuries. The nation was racked by a pandemic. The toll the disease was taken was compounded by service deniers who pressured the vulnerable into rejecting the advice and benefits offered by medicine. That's big pharma he's speaking about. Our economy was shaken, as was that of the world. You know, so our rivals in the world were rising. By some measures, China's economy had already eclipsed ours in size. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it would be foolish to suggest that we had solved all the problems we faced nearly a thousand days ago at the moment of the insurrection. I've never heard of an insurrection, people, in my, this is me speaking now, that didn't have a freaking BB gun with them, let alone a rubber band. I've never heard of that ever, really. No, don't even know what the hell that's called here. Just some pissed off patriots who wanted some answers. Wow, it's crazy. But regardless of metrics, the momentum was with them. The U.S. was wounded, faltering, bleeding out. Yeah, I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, you know, he says here, if the election next year goes to Trump, if our justice system fails to hold him accountable, if he can live up to his promises to gut the checks and balances in our system, to fire our dedicated civil servants, to make the country effectively pledge its loyalty not to the ideals of our constitution, but to just one man, then the American experiment will have met a terrible end. Now, that's the opening sequence of this. This gets a lot juicier. Ilana Friedman, the opening sequence of this from this guy I read, uh, America is in much better shape. And, and we're, we're going to dissect it here in a moment here. But so far, with what I've read to you, don't jump ahead now, because you haven't read the piece either. But before you tell me how bad it is, Tell me, does this guy have a point at all? Or is there anything here that I've overlooked that I want to dissect more of it? Tell, talk to me. Well, as, as you suggested, I have not read the article yet, uh, but I have- But I just uh, read it to you, so it don't matter. I, I heard, But I heard what you read, and I, uh, that's enough for me as far as I'm concerned. This guy is so far off base, he's not even in the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> the the um, uh, the the this country is in such bad shape from every point of view from the point from the point of view of the economy from the point of view of our international relations uh, everything that has happened and any positive growth by the way has been in spite of Biden's administration that's American ingenuity you're right you're right. I mean, the, the 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 core depth of America, any positive things was because America doesn't, we have, you know, we have fight in the game, Alana. We know, right? We know how to do this thing. And, and there's America a substantial it. part of the American population that simply is not accepting the Biden approach and is fighting right. against it every day, right. every day. And right. they are succeeding in certain aspects. And yeah. I, I, I think that's what has always made America great. And if anything is going to save us at, at this. Well, point, let's talk about I'm, it. That's, Ilana. A, that's it. Let me break this down a little more for you. But let me also tell you this, Alana. In the last couple of days, as I shared with listeners moments ago here, and I referenced back to Rush Limbaugh and I referenced back to Paul Harvey. And I, I referenced back to that. And But, you know, I've had a hard time these last few days leaving our my listeners our audience our beautiful people with a jump in their step i'm an optimist i believe i believe red wine and blue i i do believe there's a better day in america 
But I have to tell you, the problems right now are so grave that I, I actually had a conversation I will share with you privately, Alana, and to my, my listeners privately. I, I did this morning with a colleague, and this was a very sincere conversation. This was no tongue-in-cheek, to be sure. We were in the heat of a conversation. And I said to them that I... You know, I, it's hard for me to even utter these words because you you don't even people that don't really understand what's happening in the fight. They're gonna, but I I I believe we are we we're done. We we can, but this America is 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 leaving us quickly. It is you can just about pretty close to putting a fork in it. Uh, it is it is really hard to look at anything right now when you consider the damage and the documentation in the last uh, 72 hours of the terrorist activity coming across our border that is all throughout our country right now, we are a ticking time bomb that is going to explode anytime here. It's going to happen. I've talked about it, but it's now it's going to be there. It's going to happen. doesn't matter whose watch it's going to happen on, but it's going to happen. When you consider the plight of our American cities, Alana, and you consider what's happening right now, someone brought up to me the topic of San Francisco, that they would never go there. Oh, actually, it was my dear friend, Dr. Peter McCullough, said it to me. It might have been on air. might be on Pulse. Um, you might hear that today on America Out Loud Pulse with Dr. McCullough and I talking about it. I think I think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty 99% sure there. And he said, he, yeah, he said he would never travel again. He loved San Francisco, always loved it. We all loved it. He met, brought his mom there, and I had I brought my mom there. It's funny, we had a lot of similarities, and we talked about it And on air, I believe it was. And he said, I would never go there under any circumstance right now because you're taking life into your own hands. For real. It's not just made up. I mean, they're banging all the windows, smashing them out, stealing everything, and assaulting you, and um, you, whatever. Not even about the ugly sights. It's about your health and well-being. And that's not just in San Francisco, Alana. That's in huh, everywhere. Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago. Any great American city has turned into nothing more than really a cesspool, a third-world cesspool. We're no better than that. Who the, who the hell do we have any rights? What? So, Ilana, how do we... How do, tell me back I'm out of my freaking mind. How do we have any rights to talk about any third world shithole all over the country? I mean, when you look at what's going on in our cities right now and you take a glimpse of what's happening, tell me we have any right to talk about anywhere else in the, uh, in the world right now. At the moment, I don't think we have we can't point a finger at anybody. We have to look in the mirror and point a finger at ourselves. I, I was just, uh, you know, before I moved out of the cities, um, I lived in in Boston and I was shocked to find out I shouldn't have been. But I was shocked to find out that Blue Boston is uh, no better in many respects than New York or San Francisco or Portland, uh, uh, Oregon. How do they keep it so quiet, Alana, then? Do I don't know, because what's happened is they have a, a governor and a mayor who are disregarding every every aspect of common sense. Yeah. They now have people living on the sidewalks. They have crime like they never had before. There are places where you can't walk in Boston. Uh, that was never the case. And and I I don't even understand how how it could possibly happen. And that was, what, a few years ago. It's gotten worse since then, it's been, Yeah, it's, well, no, that's what's happening now. When I left there 10 years ago, okay. it was it was a beautiful city. Oh, okay. 
You could go anywhere. No more. But now you see what's happening now. Yeah. And and we're seeing this all over the place is my point. It's not, a, it's not a, you know, just to one city or two cities. It's, it's all. And, you know, I made a comment, Ilana, even a year or two ago, and I've told listeners that, and I believe this in my heart of hearts, and there is no way, it's not, a, there's no possible way, Ilana, to have a great America, to have this whole notion of make America great again, or America first, or really believe in our country. There's no way to have a great America without great American cities. It does not exist, Ilana. Yeah, and you can't have a great America if you don't have law and order, and and if you have open borders, uh, uh, you know, uh, some as somebody once said very recently, uh, a country without borders isn't a country. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I hear you. So, all right. With that said, Alana, um, with in if you just look, if you just took the, the unraveling of America, which has been a theme in the last many days, when the listeners have been hearing me. But when you consider uh, the fact we, we are no longer a sovereign nation, when you consider uh, all the protests, the leftists are going having a heart attack in New York City. You're seeing the last uh, 48 hours. Well, the last actually even more than that. Last week, week and a half, there's been multiple series of massive protests of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Americans and probably more Democrats than not calling out their mayor and their governor and the federal government saying, hey, wait a minute. We didn't sign on for this. We didn't elect you people to get into office to do this. Well, I should, you know, and of course I took bragging rights to saying, well, you people are getting what you deserve, what you voted for, because you, you are the people who put these cats in office uh, with the notion that we told you it was going to be a problem. And now all this is a problem. And we're seeing it in the light of day, Ilana. It's awful what's happening to these cities. And yeah, they're protesting because they don't know what to do with all the migrancy. It's all over the place. They're converting all kinds of buildings, doing all kinds of things, taking all kinds of money they don't have. Everything is a mess. Uh, it's it, The crime is, it's adding to the crime already with the corrupt DAs and all that's happened. And it's just festering. This is a time bomb in our country that is ready to explode. And it's all over the place. On top of the influx of the borderless country that we have on the southern and northern border, for that matter, it's a recipe, Alana. Forget the rest of it. We can talk about the economy. We can talk about all the energy. We can talk about all the other problems we have. But just those problems alone tell you we're screwed, Alana. We're, we're screwed. What's left? Well, you you know, what's, what's interesting is that these demonstrations are a... Uh uh it's it's something that his time has long past come amen uh should have happened a long time ago and and now we have uh uh, uh starting to have demonstrations in new york what took so long didn't they understand thousands protest in new york city but you know who who understands how do they not understand that this is what they voted for that's that's exactly it that, that 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 is the point. Now, a couple of the points I want to make with you here. The, back to this uh, piece of uh, you know what in the Daily Propaganda Beast uh, from this writer here, uh, and I don't want to give any more credit to his name or whatever he is. Although we should give the credit for the piece of crap he wrote here. 
He says, after all, from the depths of the COVID pandemic and despite the gross mismanagement of the previous administration, America has recovered more rapidly than other advanced economies of the G7. Can you believe this, Alana? This is what this guy where thinks. Does, where does he live? He's on the moon somewhere. He says, I, I, he, maybe he lives in the country, you know, and, and, and he doesn't see the crime and he doesn't see the filth and he doesn't see people living on, on sidewalks and defecating in the street and, and, and dropping their needles everywhere. Um, I, I don't know where he's living, but he certainly doesn't understand what's going on here. No, and he talks about the Inflation Reduction Act, which had nothing to do with inflation. It was a joke. All these acts were jokes. They were just raping the Treasury is all they're doing and throwing money out there. And these people are sick, uh, what they're doing here. Uh, he says, at the same time, this administration looks more like the American people. Here we go, Alana, all oh, of them, than any oh, other in history and has brought more diversity in our courts than any other predecessors. President Biden's administration and their allies on Capitol Hill deserve recognition for these accomplishments. What they have achieved has been truly remarkable. So it doesn't matter how effective, Alana, doesn't matter how many brains they have, doesn't matter if they know anything, just as long as they uh, look like some sort of a Crayola box and they could be the dumbest jackasses in the box, it doesn't really matter. Let, but that is, he, this guy wants to give credit to that. I mean, wow. says, when you look at what's going on in New York City, for example, and you say that there is a tremendous amount of completely wanton violence. For no reason, people walking down the street suddenly get get slammed in the head, knocked over. Old ladies, old men, um, and 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 they. I, I'm getting very passionate about this. Oh yeah. But oh, but, yeah. but they, they. This happens. People in the, go to the subway to go home from work. They're tired, yeah. and somebody comes along and pushes them on the tracks. Yeah. This happens all the time now. It's not. It's not. Yeah. They, they it's not a rare even, moment. Yeah. No, and they don't even report on it. No, anymore. I love what you say. God, you know, God love you, Lana. When you say, I just love what you just said a moment. Hold on. When you just said, and I know what you're dealing with. When you you get caught up in the moment, and you because we are passionate people, and we we just love our nation. We we do and. We almost can't find the words. Some of the stuff is so ridiculous, Alana. No, I, I, I totally get it, hon. And listeners it, understand. It's you know. it worse than ridiculous, Malcolm. It's dangerous. This is this is destroying our nation. And when people continue to vote the same way for the same people yeah. and the same policies, and you have people in office who are who say, ah, bail is no good. It, it discriminates yeah. against the poor. So the violent criminals who happen to be poor, maybe they're poor, maybe they're not. But, they but get released from, from, it, from jail. The problem is, it, it, yeah, it's not just, see, it's not even one thing, Alana. We have a full-on assault. I was telling the listeners yesterday, we have a full-on assault to our nation right now. It's not one thing. It's not two things. It's everything, Alana. Right. It's everything no, across right. the board. This guy here, let me, let me share this with you. Uh, these here's some more lies, lies and more lies. So Trump, he says here, and I quote, Trump may have been able to pack the Supreme Court uh, thanks to the rule bending of Mitch McConnell and Senate Republicans and to avoid conviction in his two impeachment trials, thanks to the same group. But he now faces seven different trials, including four major criminal prosecutions and so far, with few exceptions, we have every reason to believe that those cases will be conducted according to the letter and spirit of the law, untainted yeah. by politics, despite uh, the worst efforts. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I believe that. Sure, I do. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sharing with people the evidence that would tell you differently in the yeah. last many days. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, no, I mean that this man is completely he, he I don't know where he's coming from. Maybe he got paid extra to, to write. Oh, this. it gets even better. You're gonna love this next one here, but knowing you as a foreign policy expert and someone of an expert in geopolitical affairs. He says, better than ever, he says, but three years ago, he said, if you had said that the U.S. would brace yourself, Alana, now you're going to need to take a pill when you're done with I'm, this program. I'm holding on. Hold on. All right. Get your yeah. seatbelt locked in. Uh, he said, if you had said that the U.S. would be stronger than ever in the eyes of the world, that our NATO alliance would be larger and more vital that we would be building vast new alliances across the Pacific. Few would have believed it. Had you said we would go from Trump's subordination of U.S. interests to those of Russia to standing up to Putin and helping Ukraine score victory after unimaginable victory, uh, you would have rejected the idea that it's too improbable about face. He thinks we're doing swell in foreign policy and that Biden has been a superstar. Can you believe this? Yeah, no, I can't believe that anybody believes that. But, you know, it, it, there's no accounting I, for for people. I have a, a friend who who at the last election sent out an email to uh, she's in California, um, sent out an email to all of her friends and relatives and, and so forth. And she said, make sure you vote. Democrat. I bet you told me that you told yeah, me. That. I, yeah. I, and, and the thing is, yeah. This is a smart woman. Why in the world? Well, then you answer that. Why in the world? Why? why? If she's smart, hold on. Why would she do that? Do you know the answer to that? I don't know the answer. I don't. Well, she can't be too smart, Alana. She. I mean, these people have got to be what? I think what happens is they do not learn from their mistakes. They don't want to admit their mistakes, and they so and so they they. You know, they paper them over with uh, platitudes. Well, Alana, it's a red, as I told us in this yesterday, it's a red America and a blue America. That's what it is, hon. And these people that are brainwashed blue are not coming off of their high horse. And they think a Marxist America is the right America. Like this asshole I've been talking about here. He ends it this way, Alana. He says, listen to this. He said, and next year, if Trump and and, and the MAGA movement are defeated at the November elections, as independents and Democrats unite as polls suggest they might to reject the right's brazen criminality and hate-fueled policies, and Trump is held to account in the courts, America will have completed a remarkable comeback, truly one for the ages, he says. Well, I don't know what world he's living in, but he's clearly not seeing what's going on here. I mean, how does he account for all the people living in the street? How does he account for all the crime um, a lot of it racial, uh, like the la- one of the last ones that happened uh, just the other day. Um, I don't understand how intelligent thinking people do not see this. Well, but I'm wondering if they really are intelligent like your friend when you talk. Well, hold on. When we use the word smart and intelligent, we have to really understand what those mean. And then we have to also understand what brainwashing means. And we also have to understand, Ilana, what a Marxist future looks like. And we so what I'm saying is we got to get into the intersection out in the light of day to understand what we're talking about here. Because this this guy, like with the Daily Beast, they're littered all over America. People like this really think that this is all a thing. And they somehow they, so here's the bottom line a lot, as I've shared with listeners the last many days. These people want a let me spell something out for you, love. They want a different America. 
They don't want the same America we want. It's not about intelligence and smarts and brainwashing. These people want to live in their own filth. They want they want that. Your friend wants that. This jackass wants that. And a whole lot of other people want that, which I think it's time to split the country up. I think we need to give them some states. I suggested yesterday, we, so it's not part of the continental U.S., give them Alaska, Hawaii, Guam, Puerto Rico, or cut off the U.S., uh, the, uh, the California, and just give all that shit to them and say, here, you take it and put up a wall. What do you say you, to that? You know, yeah, well, I I, th I think that may happen um, automatically. It'll be <laughs> the East Coast and the West Coast. And... Um, and uh, someone said to me this morning, they're trying to push us into the center of the country. Why are they doing that? They were fearful well, for the fact of that. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I, I think the center of the country is a good place to live. It's where I live. And I chose to live here. And yeah, I, but if they sandwich us in, that could be a problem. I mean, we need to not be, really. No, 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 not really. It's just that you wouldn't want to go to the coast because they will be wild and 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 violent. And yeah, but right now we got it all coming in from the southern border and the northern border is no picnic either. We are not protecting anything, Alana. Not I a thing. To, I want to just respond to something you said just just now. Good last okay. minute, last thought. People, go ahead. Yeah, the, the that the people want to live in filth. I think many of the people wow. who are the most uh, valuable about all this are rich they live in 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 cloistered communities um and they uh, live one they live the high life they can afford everything they don't they don't see the filth they don't see the 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 inflation because they don't care and and uh so that for them things are fine and if they think that their 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 skewed uh approach to to what they call Jeez. racism and everything else it's it's not going to work. I don't know uh, if this is a simple thing about having money or not. I'm not sure that's the case, Alana. This is something we need to talk about on another day. I could run out of time, but uh, I like the argument or the debate for the conversation of what you put out there right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, let's, I let's... think this is what I see from from many of the people who are who are being most uh, outspoken uh, against us. And, so does and, that mean if anybody has money that they're going to fall to that side of it? Not necessarily, right? No, not necessarily. Okay. Of course not. All right. All right. But, but, but the fact is that many of the people who are talking this way right. come from Santa Barbara and come from, uh, uh, you know, the... the, the well, uh, yeah, the, I, I would even go one further. A lot of them come from hell almighty. Uh, I'm not sure where the hell they come from. But as you suggested a little while ago, it isn't this planet. Uh, a lot of the, I mean, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, brainwashing, it's stupidity. It's just like the worst of it. You know, the bottom line is this. These people don't want a red, white, and blue America. Uh, they want a Marxist America. They have a different vision of this country. It's not a country. It's not the vision that the framers sought out for. It's not a vision that we are all fighting for right now. It's not any of that, man. They're looking for a different kind of country, man. And you know what? It's not this country. Thank you for joining me on the mission. It's time to get involved, get loud, America.